What is up, everybody? Welcome to yet another episode of Look for Dirt, and I am Ali. I'm Frank. And uh, we're here to uh, fuck shit up. No, um, we're here <laughs> to hang out with uh, with Kelly from Tread Magazine. Hi, Kelly. Hello, hello. And it's a very, very sad episode because we're fucking, we're, <laughs> we're in the Rick for Dirt parking lot. With we actually are, yeah, two, which is. Like we're having a, we're having a show of sad. two rigs. Like I don't think it's sad. I just think it's like, like kind of the epitome of the times. I hate the world right now. Right. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not sad. It's not great. It's just meh. It, yeah. Blah. It is what it is. Right. It's just blah. Like it's just. It's it's emotionless in a way, right? Like like just drab. Yes. It's like ta- it's like say. taking that vacation, right? That uh, that you just took for the hell of it, because people are like, maybe you need to take some time off. Like maybe you're stressed out, and you're like, so okay, I'm gonna go take five days, and then like you don't really plan a trip. <laughs> stay so, home. And so you stay you, home. So you end up like stuck at home, and you're just like sitting uh, on your ass all day, and you're like calling people at work. Like texting. Hey, bro, you want to go drinking? No, man, I got to work. Hey, man, you want to go surfing? No, man, I'm at work. No, it's even worse. You're like, that's what it's like being a teacher. You're like, I'm on summer. Like, do you need any help? Hey, dog, want to go for a walk? No, man, I'm on nap number six. You're usually gone right now. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know what it's like? It's like not leaving the office ever. It's like I'm always at the office right now. That's exactly what it is. My home is my office. So yeah, I have no excuse. I'm. I'm on all the time. So funny thing is I worked from home for two and a half years mm-hmm. when we lived in the Bay Area for Shimano. And that was, I've never worked harder or longer ever. Like that was like consistently 12 hour days. Yeah. Like like you said, right? Because you get an email on your phone and it's so easy to just walk over to your desk and knock it out. Right. Right. And so you're just like doing stuff all day, all night, all random hours. Like it's just, it's so much it's better, but it's worse. And you don't yeah. have two assholes constantly like yelling at you, screaming. You're gonna have at to you, qualify that though, like so people know what you. you're talking about. Oh no! Like I mean, <laughs> any any parent will know. <laughs> a six year old and nine year old boy, right? Constantly on my ass. I've got a nine month old dog who's coming into his own, if oh, you will. Oh yeah. And he, he's Is like he... having two children, two yeah. boys. Oh my god. He's so he's like Has scratches he my legs. I can't. Has he been well, fixed yet? next week, Friday. Okay, dun, that's, dun, that's, dun. That, they <laughs> they drop day. off hard when yes, they get, when I can't they get wait. fixed. Usually, oh, when he gets fixed, yeah, well, usually. And he, he started marking literally like this week. Yeah. He discovered like, well, oh, dude, I, I can lift my leg. I stop that world. shit I'm here. A dog barks in the neighborhood. He's like, I need to go tell them I'm around. I need to go show them. <laughs> oh, it's been quite the week. Oh but, man. Yeah. yeah, you have a teenager. He likes to every, like yeah, every right. day, and he has this thing where he jumps on me and he stretches and he claws my oh, leg. I hate that. In the winter, it was okay because I had pants on, but now I'm like, yeah. oh, they throw them off of my me. My dog does that too. Yeah, uh. and my dog is like five feet tall when she stands up, though. Yeah, <laughs> and then she so she's like clawing. She clawed my cheek once that way, and she just went and same thing. It's like I'm not a I'm not a stretch board. Like, yeah. what are you doing? I look at him. I'm like, what? No, stop yeah. it. <laughs> it's funny, but yeah. yeah. But I mean, I kind of worked at home before. I would go to the office a couple of days and be home a couple of days. But yeah, I'm finding the same thing. Like every day blends into the other because it's right. not, like Saturday and Sunday are just like Friday because exactly. it's just nothing's exactly. really different. Hey, it's the what weekend. else am I going to do? Only, there's yeah, only exactly. one day of the week that I know what day it is, and that's Monday. Because Monday, for some reason, still sucks. Monday. Yeah, yeah. Like Monday no still blows. <laughs> Every other day has has blended and become the same. And I don't know when it's the weekend and when it's not, but I sure as shit know when it's Monday. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just meetings and calls galore, and you just want to, like, bang your head against the wall. And you're like, oh, it must be Monday. Right. Welcome back. 
Everyone still hates you. Yeah. <laughs> Same story. Hey, so Kelly mentioned The Office. So tell us, what, what do you do, Kelly? Uh, I am the editor and brand manager for Tread Magazine. Um, started out as the executive managing editor, but I oversaw a bunch of titles at our company. And then, but Tread was one of my titles when I came on board and got hired on. Uh, my boss at the time, he, he he's the one who started Tread, so he wanted me on Tread specifically. And then, so I was working on the title as a managing editor. And then, I'd say about October-ish, I took over more responsibility. We had some internal changes going on. Um, my boss who hired me, he got laid off, and they brought someone else in, and there's some changes. And so with that, she kind of pushed me forward and wanted me to take it on and be the brand manager and do stuff with it. But it's kind of funny because this is the weekend right of Overland Expo. And that's yeah. for me. Dude, I, you know what? I forgot about that. That's right. Yeah, they yeah. had their big like the Expo the virtual. virtual. The virtual yeah. Yeah, this I, I, I saw a little bit of this morning. Did you guys catch any of it this morning? Alan I watched, was on it. What's that? Oh, Alan, yeah. Alan oh, yeah. I did yeah. see his interview. You're right. I watched a couple things. But yeah, I mean, kind of cool that they yeah. did something to commemorate it. But so... I just wanted to go to Expo, so I was able to convince and say, hey, well, no one's going, and someone should probably go, and so I got <laughs> approval, and I, I just wanted to check it out, because I knew, obviously, I knew about it, and no one was going, and then from there, it's just been a whirlwind. I know I met people, and from meeting those people, I ended up, you know, building connections, and then from there, I went to Northwest Overland Rally, and then from there, it, like, really took off, because I would come back and would tell, you know, the people and my bosses what I saw and what I learned, and then that's kind of what morphed that decision to, it, it aligned kind of with what they were wanting to do and yeah. their vision for things, so that's kind of how this came out. Well, that about. explains why, in my mind, I always felt like you came on the scene, like, just quick like out of nowhere <laughs> i was like oh look I, it's kelly yeah exactly <laughs> i was like uh tread magazine i'm well aware of tread magazine never heard of kelly all of a sudden kelly's everywhere <laughs> kelly, kelly. kelly's here now <laughs> kelly's here now and, like, and but the cool thing is like is that even though it was like quick like that it never it never it always felt like like you were familiar Right. right, because you're That's just nice yeah, you're just that easy to get along easy with, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Sure. So yeah. it's not like oh, we got to act different around Kelly, you know. Gotta figure well, out she didn't have that like <laughs> super snobby like media attitude where it's like, oh yeah, I work for so and so, and you know, bow down. Maybe I'll come right. feature your shit. You know? Right. Because well, a lot. I of- still have a hard time realizing what my job is because oh, I'm like, <laughs> I just want to go and hang out with people so and go chit chat. She has no idea what she's doing. Yeah. Now's no. our chance. Now's our chance. <laughs> That's not what I said, but just, you know, influence part of it, I, I don't realize. I'm like, oh, I guess I have some power, huh? You got a voice. <laughs> <laughs> what do I want overlanding to become? Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know about that More much gold. power. More gold. <laughs> yeah. More gold. Hey, you know what? Gold doesn't lose its value if we're all into uh That's true. As, as they point at Kate. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so real quick to set the scene. I mean, I, we did mention we're in the parking lot. We are literally in the parking lot that we normally have, the Orange County Rick for Dirt. Yep. And it is empty, but the day is gorgeous. I mean, this is the day where we should actually be at the beach. Exactly. Or on the trail or doing any number of things except for like moving your house, which I'm in the middle of. And yeah, you've had, doing a a pretty, podcast. you've had a pretty rough, I think, 45 days. I've had a, yeah, this this last two months can yeah. suck it. I mean, I'm, I think we Easy. all have, but I think um, all the, just from us, our conversations, I'm just like, like I just think to myself, I'm like, oh fuck, dude! Like <laughs> you need a break. I, can you? You can have my break if I had vacation days to give you. Like here, <laughs> I took I took vacation days to pack up boxes. That was awesome. And then 
unfortunately, here comes the downer, guys. Prepare yourself. But put my <laughs> put my dog down, which was a real shitty bummer because yeah. perfectly healthy dog, unfortunately, who bit our neighbor's kid and then bit our kid and then just kind of went crazy and you know fucking no wonder this this whole covid thing's been affecting everything and yeah Yeah. back in the day this dog would go to the dog park all the time and i think she would get her energy out there and uh, it just affected her being cooped up in the house in a in a really bad way and she just kind of lost her shit she chased after a couple kids um she bit um a couple things at uh the camp out that we had I thought the camp out was like a one-off. That was like right at the beginning of things getting Yeah, weird. like it was a one-off, not so much of warning. She'd never bit anything yeah. before, and she didn't break the skin, but she definitely like bruised, yeah. bruised yeah. a couple of people. And, um, you know, you want to be like, that's my kid, right? Like if your kid like punches somebody, like your kid must have done something, you know? So at the time, like I remember John came up to me and was like, your dog bit a couple of people. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> I'm like, she's just a puppy, you know? She was just playing and. Um, you know, being the overprotective. Don't exaggerate. Yeah, and then and then she chased after the neighbor's kid and bit the poor girl in her arm and actually broke skin. Yeah. And then that's the line. That's the line. And then you can't yeah, you can't. And then we started to kinda have the conversation there, like, I don't think a shelter will take her and then she bit our kid. And then the animal control doc uh, uh officer came and you know on on the neighbor's kid and took the report and um I think it was my mother in law let slip that bit our kid and i don't think she really let it slip she didn't want that dog anymore um <laughs> not thanks. a fan thanks Beth. um <clears throat> and uh and yeah so then it's like we have to make that really hard choice yeah. and you know you think in any number of ways of how it could have gone different or or what you could have done different or maybe i could have found a shop to take her in um i don't know i guess we ultimately made the choice and i have to live with it and next time it's hard know, it's i mean there's a, no I'll do it better I, next time for sure. I want to, I mean, I know some people will say it's the right way or, you know, someone will maybe could have done it better. But the reality is that like everything that's a hard choice like that, hindsight is always twenty twenty, yes. right? When you're in the moment and just, and you're being forced to make difficult decisions immediately, like you, you only have the options in front of you, right? And if all the options aren't in front of you at that moment, then yeah, like you've got to pick the best one out of a bunch of shitty ones. Right. And that's... I mean, no one ever wants to put down their own animal, especially like, you know. When it's completely healthy. When it's completely healthy and young and it's part of your family, first of all. Like, I mean, I can't imagine having to voluntarily put down Lana. I never wanted that dog, ever. Like, I was so against getting Charlie. Yeah. And my my mother-in-law and my wife, like, insisted and insisted and insisted. So I'm finally like, fine, but I'm not cleaning up after you. I'm not fucking (laughs) taking it for walks. Like, it's all you. And then. They grow started, on you, huh? And then I started cleaning up after, and then I started yeah. taking it on walks. And yeah. She was sleeping with me, and she had her own spot. Yeah, it's... They grow on you, Aww. yeah. Super big bummer. Um, kind of resentful. Like, kinda towards... Like, is it t- she was yeah. kind of your dog, yeah. though, yeah, in that she, sense. Yeah. So, anyways... Jack, I will say, I've been aware of that, too. Um, with my dog being cooped up, I mean, he's with yeah, me all day, but yeah. still, like, I need to work. And, he, right. you know, he needs attention. Like, during the day when I go to the office for a period of time, like, you know, he's home by himself and sleeping, but... At the same time, you know, knowing he's that energy and to get it out. And my dog's breed is nips anyways yeah. and, like, is a herding and his dog. Mind, and you're so, here. so you're available because you're home. Yeah. And yeah. so it's like I'm very hypersensitive, like, uh, yeah. 
just you know Dude, I, I mean, took him to the beach just to like go run and socialize because yeah, he needed sure. it oh my god he had a ball yesterday and that was like huge you know yeah. so having that time cooped up like you can't you can't predict it, and you don't know what's going to happen. Well, dude, so. it's a huge liability too when you have like a, a small family with two kids. And well, once like, it, once that happens, though, you can't. Yeah, yeah. you well, have to do what you have to do. You know, so. you can't you can't risk it to happen again because what happens the next time? You well, can't even put like that negligence. can't even be. Well, yeah, yeah, but you can't even put that as an option. Yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just being negligent at that point. Yeah, you know the kids will definitely have let her off. I'm sure again. So whatever one day when jackson's older and he wants to give me some major lip i'll, I'll throw that in his face you are the reason why our dog died. oh my gosh you oh, let, that's awful you, let you Charlie can't out. do that i was just gonna keep that in my back pocket <laughs> that would be uh that would be a literal emotional body slam <laughs> yes <laughs> just ride the knockout punch oh man scar your child anyways you so, may want to save that one until he has kids and he's gonna be sure. brutal and then you want to stop him from being brutal to his kids just say this is what i could have told you and right. i didn't yeah and this is why you know, actually, what I told him was any one of us could have left that door open. Yeah. And I told him, don't don't carry the guilt of this with you because he was really. Is like, that what happened? Oh, you he left the lost his shit. Yeah, he, he ran in. I guess it was a really weird day. Like Ashton, our youngest, went and started talking to some stranger around the corner of our street. Oh. And, you know, the, he, this was just, we were just opening up to like letting him play by their, by themselves. And he totally fucked it up, of course. And, uh, <laughs> and then Jackson came running in to tell us. And left the door open, you know, to his credit, he came to try to, you know, tell us. Protect his brother. Protect his brother. And yeah, man. We should do the right thing. And then look what happens. That's hard. Moving on. Whatever. Shit happens. (laughs) Life is life. So, yeah. um, So now we're outside in the parking lot. Yeah, we're we're in the parking parking lot. Hanging out. Hanging out. I I like to think we're on the tail end of COVID as we currently have known it. I feel like things are starting to open back up. Yeah. The lockdown is definitely coming to an yeah. end, but I don't know, man. I mean, you and I were talking about this earlier. Like, at the end of the day, what really has changed? Nothing really. The only thing that's changed is that we're all guaranteed a hospital bed now. Yeah. Right. right. Which, I mean, don't get me wrong. That was the point. That was the point. That yeah. was the yes. point of all this to and flatten that- the curve and to make sure that if people got sick, there would be appropriate care available to everybody. Right. Not just a lucky few sure. or, you know, a select few that happened to be younger and deemed more likely to survive right so so that's that, my thought too. so that was so that part from that part of it huge success we did it everyone can pat yourselves on the back i'm actually personally impressed with how fast people locked down in california like the, the first month that it happened the first week dude everyone jumped on board and said yep it's got to be done yeah i've never seen so much cooperation and willingness to do that and i think that's why our numbers were so were lower than they anticipated I mean, Orange because County we is all ridiculous we're in double listen. digits yes like it's insane. Oh, really? That's it? Yeah. yeah. Well, for deaths. We're in double digits, but we're one, of, we're one of the lowest it's in Southern low. California. Yeah. I think San, us and San Bernardino are the lowest, like, by far. San Bernardino. Uh, yeah, San Bernardino is, like, in the low hundreds, really? and so are we. Yeah. You would think, yeah, that's interesting. I think it's because oh. they're just more spread out. Yeah. Right? They're more spread sense. out. San Diego and L.A., more dense, higher. Right? So, but anyways, not to drag it out too much, because we all, we've all lived this, and we all, we're all yeah. well aware. Yeah, you know what killed me about this whole thing is the opinions... Not the facts, but the opinions that wow. people were throwing into each other's faces, the div- divisiveness that came about from this situation. Divisiveness existed already in our society. Sure. This just brought it more to yeah. light. Look, people became and that's like kind of way more assholes than they normally are. Like I don't know. Like, it was bad enough with the. I kind of think it's the same. Just a it's a new same. thing to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's the same. I just think that they applied it to a new problem. Yeah. yeah, it's the same like divisive like assholeness. The same dicks were just. So dicks here's about here's this. something yeah. that like speaking of that because this is perfect perspective. Um, I was watching a show 
on HBO. It's called um, The Enemy of of Amer- American Enemy or The Amen- Enemy of America. Okay. It's a brand new show. just came out on HBO. It's like only been out for a few months. And I'm probably butchered the name, but you can look it up. And anyways, it, it's about uh, pre-World War II, 1940. Um, and I literally only watched the first episode, but there was something very poignant to this conversation in that episode. And um, it's a Jewish family, and they were talk- they were driving by a German pub. Mm-hmm. And there was a bunch of fascists right, like at the pub, right? Mm-hmm. Hitler sympathizers, right? And at this point, Hitler hadn't done anything major yet. It wasn't until later in the episode that he invaded Poland and took France. Right. So at this point, he was only like annexing like other kind of Nordic, you know, countries and whatnot. Right. So um, but there was a lot of sympathizers. Right. And, and I, I looked over at Shannon. And I go, you know, I didn't realize the German pub thing. Like I've never I never I always looked at it as like we're all Americans. It shouldn't matter if it's a German pub. And she's like, yeah, but back then these are all first generation Germans. Yeah. Like they're all from Germany at a German pub. Right. And so, yeah, they're sympathizing and they're 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 fascists. Right. right? And so that's kind of like their thing. And um, it ties into like America has always been divided in some way. Like we've well, never all. Sure. Pulled. OK. We're going historical with that. I mean, I'm just saying in yeah. general, like we, we get divided over Trump. We get divided over like politics and we did. Women like, just got equal rights. Not that long ago. Right. Yeah, no, that's like, my point. Not, right. Like, you know, you had, dude, women's suffrage was not that long ago. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it was illegal. Interracial marrying was illegal until the late 70s in the South. Right. Like, I mean. We're not talking like deep history here, sure. <laughs> you know, like yeah. you look at when like Selma happened. That was in like that was in the 50s and 60s. That was not that long ago. No. You know, so I don't know. I guess my point is, is that this country has always been divided. The only time that we've ever banded together is when someone punches us in the dick. And then we say they have to come together. Right. And then we say you can't punch us in the dick. Only we can punch each other in the dick. <laughs> right and you then my dick alone right yeah. and then we go crazy right and then we then we unleash on whoever whether it's a virus or another country <laughs> right. or whatever right but it's it's the typical like my little brother syndrome right like i can beat up on my little brother right. but you can't right right and so i feel like i don't know i guess like to the point to bring it full circle like that's the device of this has always been there i think it always will be i think the i think for us to fight for a country to be to be unified on ideals morals and values is unrealistic it's never happened i don't don't think think it ever will i don't think it needs to be unified i just think that people could have a better or do a better job at understanding someone else's perspective even if they don't agree with it yeah no one says you have to agree but just understand or take the time to listen to someone who has a different opinion and just kind of think about it you don't have to agree you can still have your opinion and still stay on the side you set you know on the side in this that you want to but having that little bit of understanding is enough to when needs to happen and we have to come together it'll happen much easier Well, it's like it's like the whole conversation about world unity it's like it'll never happen until the aliens come like you because always, we need someone. To, you always need somebody we need to hate. Someone to hate. You need right. somebody to hate. We, we, like, it's the little brother syndrome. And at that point, as a species, yeah. we're now that's all unified. ego. That's well, all. I you know, if you look bad, I look good, and that's where all that comes from. So, well, it's yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. It's like during during the World War, America was united. That's during nine eleven, America was united. That's my point. Like that's when right you got now, punched in the balls. Yeah, right, right now it's kind of soft. <laughs> like right now things are kind of soft. Like Russia, we know, like because right eh, now it's they, that they right now it's that dull pain because yeah. we've already been punched. 
So yeah. now we're just recovering and we're walking funny, but we're recovering. And so now we're starting to remember that, oh yeah, my I hurt a little bit. I'm going to make my little brother hurt more. Like now we're getting back into that old habit. Like yeah. it's just, you know. Well, in a generation that had gone through World War II, they're still alive, but they're in their 90s, right. in their 80s. Right. Now they're on end of older in life. I mean, my grandmother's alive. She just turned on the 15th. So the other day, she's like 96. Wow. Yeah. I've got a great aunt who's 101. Oh my god! And gosh. another one who's like in her 90 something, which Did she's you guys, got an FJ Cruiser I want to steal. Awesome. <laughs> she's just waiting. She's just waiting. <laughs> well, I'm like, please put that in the you're will like, for me. You're like, Nana, please. put that in the will for me, please. Yeah. Are not your favorite. Right, exactly. Well, I'm hoping I do like a sweet trade. Like, Take the RAV4, make it look cool, and yeah. then like, oh, don't you want to trade? Because you can get into this one so much it's easier. It's so much easier. It's so much out of it's it economical, better. right? It's <laughs> That's good. the plan. Totally. The is master your, plan. Is your RAV4 all-wheel drive? It is. It it's is. a hybrid, though. So it's hybrid all-wheel drive. I was actually up last night doing research because I'm going to do some stuff to it. And then I, I don't know. I'm like, I can do stuff, and then I backtrack, but I'm kind of now, at, you know what? Just Dude, do it and see what happens. Yeti and Yolo probably inspired you, right, with that CRV? Well, I've been thinking about it for a while, but once you did that CRV, I'm all, heck yeah, let's right? do it. So, yeah. yeah, I need to talk. I was supposed to call them today, actually. They kinda, Oops, sorry. They kind of, they like, <laughs> you know, on. all these cool little projects are starting to, like, come more to the forefront, like these oddball builds where yep. you would ne- never expect somebody to really, like, Put the time, energy, and effort into the like garage a CRV, jobs. Yeah. And it came out badass. And people were like, oh, shit, I don't have to pay like $40,000 for well, like I a think, little off-road fun and car. And timing-wise right now, yes. and I think we all anticipate everyone's going to be outside more and outdoors more. And I and just the economy and the way things are going to be, people are going to, you know, my the whole point of this story or what I wanted to do with my car, I just lag. It was just me. I'm a mm. procrastinator. But <laughs> was like, you know what? You don't need to run out and buy a new Tacoma or a 4Runner. Believe me, I want to, but I right. can't afford it. So I'm like, you know what? Let's just do what we can with what we have and start there. And then, because everyone's like, well, what do you want to do? I'm like, I don't know. I just want to go do things when people invite me. That's, right. that's all yeah. I want to yeah. do. Right. So start with what I, I have. I want to get to the cool campsite. And see how capable it can go. Because right. And no one really knows. Like, you know, there's I was on the forums last night. Yes, I was dorking out. and uh, But no one really knows truly what it can do right so yeah and i think think that's really good to document because that's one of the things that i did you know and even when we started rig for dirt as a podcast right is that when we set out to do this we were kind of documenting and telling a story of our journey learning how to do all this Mm -hmm. and this and what to you know what gear we were choosing and why and right you know the adventures we were going on and whatnot and i think it's really important that you do the same with with the raf4 because you know I think we've finally crested the point where there is the the lines of saying it has to be this rig or this rig. Mm. Like we're finally past that, I think. Like I yes. think now people are realizing I could do some pretty cool shit with other stuff, right? Yeah. Like Yeti and Yolo and everybody else, right? Like all the cool stuff. You don't have to have the the super trick Toyota or the super trick Jeep or, you know, now the power wagons and all those things, right? Like there's definitely because honestly, not all of us are gonna do what Jason's doing. Right. Right. And not all of us want to. Right. right or what you're doing, all yeah. like you know what I mean, or getting Yolo. Like some people just want to go to the lake and fish, right? Right, and they just want to get there in a fun vehicle that they can rely on. Exactly. Right? So yeah, camp, have everything self-sufficient. In one yeah, place. exactly. That's drive a, on a dirt road or you know something a little bit more than that. The Subarus are like huge right now. They've yeah. blown they, up, right? Like yeah. especially with people like taking Foresters and like lifting them a little bit. The older yeah, Foresters, the yeah, sure, yeah. We did a we did a um, Alan, our CEO. We've been doing these IG lives at KC, and Alan did one with the Adventure Dad Wagon, and uh, it's pretty badass. Like he 
you know, he's kind of, he's built up his for, Forester to like be a cool little overland off-road rig. And it's like, wow, that's, I mean, and they have nice interiors and they've got the little amenities and, you know, it's a, it's a whole nother platform and it's got its own whole like fan base, you yeah. know, apart from Jeeps or Toyotas. Like, so it's cool to see all these different platforms start to, to grow and kind of see where it goes. I almost bought an Outback Did instead you? of the RAV4. Part of me is like, oh, I should have. But I had a wagon before that, so I branched out. Yeah. I had a Forerunner before the wagon, too, and oh. I'm so mad. I know. <laughs> you like, know. You're like, I could have just kept it, and, and that would have been there. I sold it for like $3,000. What? I know. What? And it was four-wheel drive. It already had a crash bar on the you front. You had no idea. Was, no, no idea. I had no idea. Oh, I just someone just it. went, hee <laughs> and he just took yeah, off with it. <laughs> I loved it because it drove in the snow, and it handled well when I went to Mammoth, and I was a happy camper, yeah. and I could tow trucks out. It was awesome. So my neighbor... <laughs> Like literally two months ago, my neighbor, um, an old lady, super nice. Um, she just got, she just lost her license because she has Alzheimer's. Aww. And so she can't drive anymore because she was that getting sucks. lost. Yeah. And oh. I know it's super brutal. Um, it's a horrific disease. I hate, it's bad. Yeah, my um, grandfather had yeah, it. Yeah, Shannon's mom has it. It's it's rough. Yeah. Um, she had a forerunner, a V8 forerunner. Oh. Um, guess how many miles she had on it? 35. 36,000 miles. Oh, oh. 36. And how much did she sell it for? 90s. Yeah. V8, um, V8 would have been, yeah, it's like a Gen, was it Gen 2, I think, or Gen 3? I think it's Gen 2. Um, yeah. Late 90s, I want to say. So uh, Gen 3. Yeah. Late That's 90s V8. Yeah, right? Yeah. Super Gen cool. Four-wheel drive. <laughs> this thing was pristine. Uh-huh. Literally a grocery getter. Yeah. Wow. And she was going to sell it for eight grand. Oh, my God. And we said, you're nuts. That's it's worth so much more than that. And she ended up giving it to her daughter. And we were just like, oh, I was so going to buy it off of her. I was like, yeah, I told her, I go, if you sell it, I will give you, I will give you the, I'll give you what's worth. I'm not going to screw you over. Mm-hmm. I will give you what it's worth, which I think, which I think is somewhere in the neighborhood of 12 to 14 K is yeah. probably what they go for. I think, um, which is insane. That's like 50% of their retail, like wow. on a, on a almost 20 year old car. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's nuts, but that's high. Yeah. It's insane what those things go for. It is absolutely nuts. I mean, even the FJs. You find an FJ Cruiser that's like they're under like, a, under a hundred thousand miles. They're twenty five to thirty k. Yeah, I was gonna say they're like twenty four to twenty six. Yeah, you my aunt has got twenty thousand on it. What two thousand twelve? Oh my god! Trail series. Oh wow! Red. Just waiting for it, huh? Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, I would be if I were you. <laughs> I need to go stand on a doorstep. Right. Man. Knock knock knock. Can I get your groceries? Yeah, can what do you I, need? What can I do for you? Can I help you? <laughs> well, it's interesting to see how an entire industry has rebolstered um, the automotive aftermarket. A hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Like we saw, I saw it happen with back, back, back in the day, like in the late nineties with like the Honda Civic, uh, the, um, it was the EJ uh, two and the EJ six platform. It's the two door and four door or two door coupe, two door hatchback Honda Civic. And that was what seriously an entire industry got built around um, for everything from motor swaps to just suspension. I mean, you're talking like right. mid late nineties, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah late nineties. And yeah. it's like the same crap that you see with the Jeeps and the and All the right. you know the FJ Cruisers and the Land Cruisers and the Forerunners and like everything that's happening with them now is what happened back in the mid to late nineties. And uh, well, you got a lot of that crowd yeah. has morphed 
into, into this too, our yeah. crowd, right? Yeah, I mean, we're all grown up now, right? Like we grew up in the in the mid late nineties mm-hmm. as you know as drivers, yeah. right? That was like our coming of age kind of years. And I don't know, Kelly, I don't know how old you are, but I'm guessing you're probably in the same boat that yes. we are, right? And so, um, yeah, I mean, they're you're right. This is that crowd right now. This right. is the people that have the families that are building something else. Dude, to- I'm I'm totally that guy that like there's a whole subset of the off-road community that talks shit on people who grew up in the import aftermarket industry and then mm-hmm. like came over and you know i uh, at least had 10 years between when i was there and then i had like normal cars and like you know bmws whatever and then finally made my way to off-road once i became a father um but yeah like there's there's a lot of hate actually with people who that's kind of crazy import thing and then like i think it's because they switch scenes yes to I could see off-road. that. I, I became I an adult. Dabbled in all <laughs> yeah. of them. So I've been in publishing a long time. Okay. I, um, That's actually a really good segue because that was going to be my question. Yeah, two thousand. We ever here for a reason, right? Two right. <laughs> is when I got hired on at what was then Prime Media, right? Which then turned to Source Interlink, yep. which then turned to Ten, which then is now Motor Trend, right? So, and I kind of hopped groups within all the different. So I started in like the Hot Rod magazines, and then from the Hot Rod magazines. I think I went to the truck magazine. Nice. So there was a truck, like, and that was probably my favorite group to work with. Um, and, they, you know, they were the big trucks. Oh, okay. Raised or, um, but they were modified like, too. And then the tuner crowd Midwest still existed. Style. Yeah, the tuner crowd existed. Then yeah, I went to I the tuner group. I remember there was like group. mini truck magazine. There was like yeah. all kinds the of trucking, like. Mini trucking, mini trucking, sport truck. Axed, yeah. Right? Those got yeah, axed, um, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, long time ago. Yeah, same thing with like Hot Rod magazine. Wasn't that with the la- trucking just just got yeah. killed? Well, yeah. the print edition just got killed in the last. Yeah. The last wave. It was like the last wave. It was a yeah. big like you know head chop. I mean, when yeah. I was on trucking, it was three hundred and fifty something pages. Wow, that's big. That's what? a big magazine. Yeah, yeah. And 50 that's an encyclopedia, ads. man. <laughs> yeah, that's that, crazy. That, that was fun. We had a good time. Like one year, we had we did truck of the year. It was two thousand seven truck of the year. We had like. 12 or 13 new trucks that came out, new trucks and SUVs. And our photo editor wanted to drive out to, we actually went to Mount Whitney and we went to Death Valley because he wanted to do the highest elevation and lowest elevation. That's cool. So all of us like trekking across Death Valley, wow. 13 vehicles deep speeding That's through the highway. Awesome. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, we had a good time. That's right. We got pulled over. Back then, in my day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> that was a good time. How uh, how's it been for you kind of to see the this industry morph into what it is now like you know what what have you noticed as far as like uh the transition from say the import scene the 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 mini truck scene the the regular full-size truck scene going into like more of the overland space because a lot of these guys came over right well i mean just like any trend it's like we were saying the actual process is the same right the mentality is the same what you're doing is the same it's, it's just, just the application gears. yeah the application we're just shifting gears right. into something else so just like anything it's you know the new trends coming out for various reasons um and i've talked about that with several people and i think a lot of it is you know there was the scene i think in the pacific northwest that already existed when kind of this got more popular uh and you know as it I think more people were camping and, and car camping probably in the middle America and more East Coast than we realized, but they weren't on the trails and doing Moab and that kind of stuff. And I think as it got popular is when it kind of blended more with the off-road scene to be able to go more places and do more. But, you know, the actual 
mentality behind it is similar to and if you were into cars at some point yeah. in time then that was an easy transfer to move over into this and like we were saying with the age you know people have families now they're looking at something different you know they feel silly going out and buying a honda and spending all this money to soup up their little honda they sure. you know they're going to put that money into something else that makes more it sense it is kind of weird having a souped up honda with a roll cage and then putting a baby seat in the back right <laughs> yeah that's a little awkward which is actually <laughs> which was actually pretty common like <laughs> mid to late 90s um it's interesting to have you say that i was kind of hoping we'd go in that direction because there's again there's a lot of opinions and a lot of like you know for lack of a better word hate towards people who are truly enthusiastic and getting into like overlanding now or off-road and it's like dude get over yourselves seriously We're saying like people who well like i've been, have been i've been in off-road for, for like 10 years now and you got all these assholes and you know on one hand i agree with the idea of like a lot of people are disrespectful to, yes. so they haven't they haven't processed that that's the problem you still have to tread lightly right right and um you still have to take care of your environment but you know for the most part a lot of people that i've met within this they're not assholes they're not Jack the vast asses. majority aren't, I yeah. feel like. There is definitely some elitism. I think you're always going to find elitism, especially once something grows to a point yes. where it where, where you no longer have a, a small group that perceives ownership over it, right? Like when you have a small, tight-knit community, yep. they kind of have, like, they, they perceive themselves as, like, the ones fostering the community, yes. right? Like they're the ones that are growing it, promoting it, creating it. And eventually it gets to the point where it's no longer yours and it becomes, you know, I guess property of the world, right? And it, it was and you, never yours, though. No, you know? no, it wasn't. I, yeah. But I just mean like from an emotional attachment, sure, right? Yeah. Like you, you kind of put your heart and soul into it, right? And you kind of grew this, and then at some point you realize it, it, it's not yours. And you, you're right, it never was. But there's like these newcomers that come in, all kind of like, I know this, I know that. I'm kind of puffy chested, right? And it's, and yeah, I mean, I think that's it's I ego. Think that's yeah. Well, and I think that's kind of what you're feeling, Ali, and seeing and. We're seeing from people is is that sentiment of well we've we've been doing this and I think they're worried what would happen and the impact that it'll bring and as long as people are being responsible then hopefully it's not going to be a negative yeah. one. I mean, people will probably fuck. Unfortunately, up. yeah, I was going to say. Unfortunately, <laughs> reality is that humanity, they will. Humanity has right any now, track record. It's that we will eventually fuck it up. Oregon, <laughs> like where they were allowing camping and they shut down like their camplands because people were. Going out and camping right now when everyone's, you know, right. supposed to be on lockdown. In quarantine. Well, they yeah. were able to do some camping, but they were just trashing everything. Yeah. And so they had to close it all down right. because they were just messing it all up. Like, it's so sad. Just sad. Yeah. So, I mean, that, and, and, and as a media outlet, like, I feel like it's part of our responsibility to teach and educate on that part. And that's yeah. something that I've, you know, got things in the works, but you know someone reached out about tread lightly and I was like absolutely like I will support however we can and um, I want to make sure that we're doing our part to educate you know how we can too and that's fair it's because so important if I look at any time I ever got started in anything I mean especially when magazines were a lot more prevalent when I was younger right like in the 90s but when I first like got into cars before I could drive and I was like daydreaming about what my first car would be and how I would trick it out and build it up What'd like you want? Um, well back then I've always wanted a Corvette like that was nice. like ever since I was a kid. I worked I was, on Vet Magazine. Oh, did you? Yeah. I was a subscriber for many years <laughs> nice. of Vet Magazine. Yeah. <laughs> um, I and I eventually had a '75 Stingray. Nice. Uh, oh, see, yeah. that's like one of my favorites. See, I love that car. Nice. That was actually one of that was my third or fourth car um, growing up. And third or fourth car growing up. Wow. Yeah, I went Lucky. through cars super quick. 
when I was young. Like when I was like between the age of like 16 to 18, I probably had like four or five cars. Wow. But not the same time. Yeah. Right? Like I'd buy We've one. We've already talked about your truck. Come on. That's <laughs> I'm kidding. You know, I'd He's buy a them. Yeah, I would. I'd flip them. I'd buy like a, you know, I like my first car was a Trans Am. Nice. Like you it was a, a trans, first car was a trans. My first car. Oh like my. Okay. So this is real Billy quick. That's right. The movie where he like has his trans. <laughs> it actually literally is. Yeah. It was a 79, <laughs> 79 Trans Am black gold edition with yes. a shaker hood. And it had the stainless steel bezel. It. it didn't run. It was in my neighbor's driveway. He sold it to me for 500 bucks. It didn't run. And my dad's like, it doesn't run. Sure. Yeah. I'll fix this yeah. thing. So we pushed it out of his driveway, pushed it into ours driveway, called the mechanic over because I didn't want to pay for a tow truck. Mm-hmm. So he came over, spent two hours earning. He said, I could fix this. I'll be right back. Went to the auto parts store, came back, bought a 50 cent part. No way. Swapped out a wire junction. Uh-huh. Fired it right up. Wow. The neighbor nice. came nice. out of his house and he Pissed. was like, yes. Yeah. He's like, get the F out. And I was like, oh, I, I plan to. I'm going to put some nice 11s down the street right now. Yeah. And so um, I had that car all of two months, and my dad said, nope. Yeah, it was a, done. It was a 440 V8. Oh, like, my God. Absolutely. had A 16-year-old had no business, <laughs> no business driving that car. That's I right. mean, it was stupid fast. Uh, Posi traction rear, just, yeah. I had wow. no business driving that thing, especially with my friends in the car. That's yeah. Awesome. So sold that, and then, um, you know, just kept doing that. Uh, turned that I sold it for like I think four grand nice so you know made some money that was a good profit. yeah go. and I just kind of kept doing that until I got the Corvette yeah but anyways like the point was is that I had you know subscriptions to like I've always been into muscle cars mm-hmm. I was never into the tuner scene yeah um but I've always been into muscle cars so I always had like hot rod magazine I, I had a subscription to that um vet uh magazine popular uh, hot rodding hot rodding yep I had magazine. yeah I loved hot rodding always had great features um, they always had really cool, like souped up trucks and tutors and stuff like that. Like yeah. I just love those two doors. Like they had all kinds of really rad trucks. So I used to just steal my friends, uh, super street magazines, ah, super street and street rod. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so street rider. Jason, who started tread, he was that for import tuner for a really long time. So that's where he came from. Yeah. So he's yeah. a big tuner guy. OG, we would joke. He's, he's British. We joke around. I'm like, you're more Asian than me. You're more Asian <laughs> he totally than me. is too. It's funny. <laughs> I do miss like the the excitement of like getting a new magazine. Like I feel like that's something that kids just are not gonna. It's not the same when you right. get like a digital magazine and you're like on your no, iPad or whatever. No, it takes you five hours to try to figure out how to get it. And then right. And like, <laughs> there was something cool about opening the mailbox and seeing, you know, I a, like a poly getting bagged, mail. a for- poly bag street rod yes. or whatever. And then you'd open it and you'd see this amazing shot of this teal hot rod, right? Yeah. Or whatever rad color scheme was on this thing. And, you know, the guys, you know, pictures of the engine, pictures of the engine bay, pictures of the interior, yeah. underneath. Dude, it's right? still All my dream to get, hey, hint, hint, still my <laughs> dream to get Kate featured properly in a magazine with the right? respect. A hundred percent. I think that's every kid's you know, dream. It's, like, like, it's just like, that's what I've always built towards, you know? Yeah. I mean, Anyone who's in the car, I feel like it is a possibility. We'll you see. never we'll know. See. We know. We know people. I, I've got some yeah. more, I've got some more gold someone. to throw on this thing. Um, Maybe yeah. now that there's gold. I used to have a I used to have a 240 with a Skyline RB motor swap, and I got that on the cover of this magazine called TPR Magazine, which was run by a really cool guy named Greg, and uh, um, super nice dude. Had a really great magazine. We did a lot of tech stuff together, um, but that was like that that was like, you know, I think for me, like that feeling like oh okay I did it, you know. Yeah. And so now with Kate, it's like that one part of me that's still in that mentality of like the old school like magazine and. That era of like when I was like super into it. Once again, I'm like, oh man, I gotta, 
I got to do it. And it's not right. no pressure on you. Like I'm not saying because you're sitting here, <laughs> sure. but, but just in general, like the for me, holding a magazine in your hand is still such a visceral thing. It is. It yeah. Is. And it's still such a goal. And I think downloading it to your iPad is not the same thing. It totally. I tried no, like digital subscriptions. It doesn't, it doesn't translate. Well, you're right. Our website doesn't translate the same either. It's like our, the way our printed magazine is and the way it looks and feels is amazing. And then yeah. the website doesn't give you that same not at all. ethereal feel. What do you guys, right what word, kind of like but... paper do you guys use in your cover? Cause I, when, every time I get it, I'm like, this thing feels like, like, I could like I could sand the paint off my yeah, car when I'm yeah. done with it. It's a finish they put right? on it. It's a grit finish. That yeah, they put it's on awesome. It that, was that first it. done with off the grid? I feel like yeah. that was the first time I ever saw that finish off, on the cover. Yeah, and then Recoil, Recoil got it. it. Then Recoil got it. Because they're one of the small yeah yeah they're the same family. Um, are they with the? They're not part of the same media group as you they, guys. Are they no, they got bought out by another one. By another one. Yeah, you guys. I mean, you guys change hands like almost every other month it shifts around yeah, yes. yeah that's... and and it's funny because because like that in, i mean hello we're sh- we're a very small little pool of people now a lot, but most of us are yeah. All, yeah we're still intermingled though too so like i still know people that work on recoil and still work on you know those magazines over there and work for that company yeah which is cool yeah the bike yeah. industry is the same way we always yeah. say it's very incestuous like yeah like you have someone from here and then they end up over here and over here and over here and it's like before you know it people that all started at one company 10 years ago are now at 15 companies but you're all in the same huh. little circle right and they well, just kind of move around That's inside cool. and automotive is that way yeah. too yeah i, I mean they so. you kind of once you're in i think you stay within the industry for the most part so yeah at least that's kind of what I gather. It's kind of neat. Like I commented on something on Facebook, and someone's like, "Did she used to work at Prime Media?" I'm like, "Oh, someone knows who I am." <laughs> that's wow, I feel honored. That one guy who reads I was the a credits. Nobody back then. <laughs> they read the they read the little credits at the beginning. The bi- of the yeah, the bylines. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. So, so how's it been with Tread? I mean, what are some of the cool things that you've kind of done so far, and like been? I mean, exposed for me, to? go figure. I'm a people person. I like to go out and talk to the people. So my biggest thing is just being able to actually be a part of a community, which is probably why you're like, Kelly's everywhere. Because like, I'm excited (laughs) about that. It actually brings something to my job and what I'm doing that's not just sitting at a desk at an office every day. Right. And so I was in publishing. I took six years off and I taught middle school. Oh, wow. Science. Okay. Wow. And then got hired back into publishing with the company now and then- took on shred so teaching for six years and being around kids and having all that interaction to then sitting at my desk and not talking to anyone was so hard and i go into my boss's office all the time he's like you talk way too much you need to leave I'm like, <laughs> you need to leave you I just to need realize, contact yeah seven hours a day i was forced to talk to people and so you know then it kind of morphed to, to being able to go out and that was my thing like I wanted to go out, meet people, do the, like I do that in my own personal world anyways, yeah. like networking and talking to people yeah. and just trying to connect for no, nothing other than for fun Yeah, and meet. And I like people. I genuinely like people knowing their story and what they're about and their background. I mean, oh, I've, then you're I'm in always, the perfect job then. Yeah, yeah. I'm always that person. Like I'll go to the bar and just hang out and talk to the randoms. I'm like, what's, <laughs> what's your life story? What's going, where are you from? How did that happen? And like get all deep. And then my friends are like, where'd you go? I'm like, I don't know. I was talking to, Bob over <laughs> at the bar. Yeah. Well, it was like just about his life. He came from so. You know that that guy sailed around the world three times, right? <laughs> but like, it's interesting. I don't know. People are like, there's a lot of interesting yeah, lot stories, of stories out there. Yeah. yeah. So, I, and since like since Expo all the way through, like I've just met some really great people with some really great stories, yeah, and that's, that's true. and that's one of the things that like I wanted to breathe into Tread because 
reading it for two years, you know, it's like truck, 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 parts, 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 stuff, stuff, stuff. Right. Which is great. And I know you guys all love that so much. But when I went to Northwest Overland Rally, I'm like, there's so many, like the community part of it was something I was like, this is really cool. I want to be able to put some of that in and show some of that too. So I don't. I don't want to do it where people are turned off by it, but I also want to do it enough where it's interesting and people, they get drawn in too. But well, I mean, one thing I will say is, sorry, I didn't mean to cut Go you ahead. off, but it's like, I think people within this community, um, outside of the assholes are a lot more genuine than you would find in the import aftermarket industry where it was very e- super ego driven and super superficial. Now it's really more about like people want to get out together, adventure together, at least with the overland community. And, you know, I've noticed your interactions, like, for instance, with like AJ from like Photo Runner, um, you put him on, on your cover of your magazine. And I saw the dynamic between you and him and how you guys were interacting. I'm like, you're you're making some real friends here. Like AJ, I consider AJ a genuine friend. Yeah. Yeah. I even told him, I was like, I consider you a genuine friend of mine. And that's kind of one of the things is the way our company set up is, you know, I don't have a team of people that I work with. And so I rely on these relationships so I can learn because I'm not going to learn. I can learn so much from, you know, I'm an experiential learner, if you will. Right, right. So I learn more from interacting, doing stuff, which is why I want to get out there and go do things because that's how I'm going to learn the most and and learn the easiest, too. So, but yeah, like I'm, and I don't know. I like the genuine connections. I like the, you know, and that's me, too. Like be authentic, be genuine. That's kind of who I gravitate towards also. So, but I think you're right. Like this community does kind of offer that. And I think this community may be harder than others. Like it really kind of lashes out or bites at those that come in flexing like pretty hard. Yeah. Right. Like they want you just kind of be down to earth and be regular, right. which is a total like 180 from, I think the tuner scene of back in the day where it was sure. like, where, where it, it was, was all basically, posturing. it was yeah. basically how hard can you flex when you yep. show up? Oh yeah. Right. Like that was just how hard is the flex? Like that's really what mattered. And now I think I think part of it's maturity because, like yes. you said, we're all also like twenty years older, right, or, or more. And it's you know, I think it it really kind of like is now more genuine, and that's cool. Like that's kind of what I've never seen a community like the Overland community that is so driven by the community versus driven right. by the product mm-hmm. or the vehicle or whatever that culture is about. Yep. It's definitely more driven in the community above everything else. Yes. I, I do. Was, the people's what keeps me here. I yeah. mean, the people is really genuinely what makes me like my job. Right. You know, That's I like awesome. doing what I do because I like the people that I've met and, and I want to help who, you know, I want to be able to do what I can do and still promote this, you know, awesome Bro, thing right. that we're doing. Yeah. And I do like you're saying, like people are down to earth and pretty easy going for the most part. I mean, you're going to the middle of nowhere to go camp with these people for however many days. Right. Like, better be good yeah, yeah. Exactly. they better be kind of easy yeah. to get or, along with. Or, you know, with driving me, back huh? from Utah, it's midnight, all night, till 12-hour drive. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I morning. mean, that's... Campers, I think, if you're going to camp, to a certain degree, you kind of have to be that way. Yeah. Someone who's There's a lot of trust. Going to. There's a lot of blind trust. Oh, yeah. That too. Yeah. That too. I got to trust that the guy in the tent next to me is not going to slash it in the middle of the night. Dude, right? seriously, that's a, that's a fucked up, creepy ass feeling, but it's, 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 a sometimes true, it's an honest one. When, yeah. when you have people bringing their friends along, yeah. you're like, I don't know if you're bringing a, 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 some psychopath with you. Like, dude, you know what's saving me? About a millimeter and a half of nylon. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> like, that's, that is literally like yeah. what's protecting me from everything. It's like. <laughs> we were in a meeting or like on a conference call and my boss was like, you know, oh, 
Well, you know, Kelly, she goes camping with strangers. It's okay. It's okay. Oh, so <laughs> like, oh, that's how you see this. But yeah. and then I thought about it. I'm like, that's kind of the reality. Like, I yeah. totally like picked up and went to Washington with people I had just met yep. a month prior. I, I'm yeah. like, oh, I'll go hang out with you for three days in the so middle of times. nowhere. Like, no big deal. I could wake up, my truck could be gone. Like, yeah. just be out there in the middle of freaking nowhere. And it's like, no, don't got to worry about Frank. Who's he going to call? He's in the middle of nowhere. Right? Like, yeah. yeah. Got yeah. cell coverage. We're lucky. Oh. Blind right? Yeah. Well, I mean, look, at the end of the day, it's there's no point in living your life uh, in fear, right? Yes. Like, I think that's one thing that makes this Overland thing so fun. Just going, getting off road, going to places you've never been before. It, there is a lot of trust in general of yes. just trusting the fact that you'll be able to make it out there. Trusting the fact that you're going to. Um, have a great time and, and come back in one piece. Like You know what, though? Like, all that being said, have you ever been on a trip, and even in, in a, on a trip where you just met even half the group or the majority of the group, mm-hmm. and you're like, you're the new person, right? Have you ever been on a trip where it wasn't instantly all for one? Like No. Right? Like, that's one of the things about this, like, group when you yeah, go out there. everyone comes together. If, yeah, that Very group, easily. it's like, if something goes sideways, right? it is all for one. Totally, Everyone's yeah. in. Everyone's that's helping. An, I think that's very off, off-roaders are yeah, that way because recovery so and all that stuff. Cool. And that's, you know, you have to come together to help each other because if you're the one who gets stuck, you want people to help I you. Have so never, you're going to jump in. ever in all my time doing this so far heard at once someone say, oh, no, that's, that's too heavy. I'm not lifting that. I don't want to get dirty. <laughs> or I don't, no, nah, dude, I'm not. Somebody help him with that. Yeah, right. right? Like, no, nah, never. Like, it is like everyone's in the everyone's shit, getting in money. It. Yeah. yeah, everyone's sleeves up, getting in it. Like it's pulling a ton of mud off the trailer that just got yeah, stuck in a lake exactly. bed. Exactly, just buried half of itself yeah. in a lake bed. <laughs> True story. Yikes. Yeah. yeah, we gotta tell you that story sometime. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, I mean, well, hopefully it remains that way. But I mean, I kind of, you know, I think it will. I mean, yes. as long as as long as that remains one of the core values of the of, sure. of the community, which it, I don't see that changing, because I really do think that is the glue that kind of keeps all this going. Yes. It's kind of self-policing. Yeah. I yeah. Like, like the social pressure. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, assholes come into it and I think they get kind of weeded out. They or, get spit out pretty quick. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. nobody wants to hang out with them. Then then if you're wondering why everyone says, uh, I'm kind of busy that weekend, you might be the asshole. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's, you know. Truth. So, you know, it might, it might be a good time to reevaluate your decisions. I'm not busy any weekend anymore. Well, I mean, except for right <laughs> now with this whole garbage move. But. Yeah. I'm busy. Busy doing nothing. Oh, dude. Yeah. I'm busy. There's a lot of work stuff going yeah. on. There is yeah. a lot of work. I won't lie. Yeah. I mean, I got during a lot the of week, work stuff going on. Yeah, it's hard. I say well, I'm that. sure for you in marketing, yeah, like, yeah. oh, we can't, you know, sell this way. We have to do all this stuff now. Yeah. And it's like. <sighs> Dude, I think we kind of covered it a little bit uh, with Goose Gear when we did that episode last week. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you're either you're either falling into the realm of irrelevance or you are like fully strapped in you're pinned yeah, yeah. And, and going for it which is what we're doing right now so i mean yeah like i'm checking analytics on my phone non-stop. just before we start this podcast right like i'm actually looking at website performance right now like for shimano yeah before yeah. before we started this podcast because yeah. it's just we're slammed yeah you know tomorrow my my night tomorrow starting at probably six o'clock until i go to bed will be reports for monday morning yeah right so i can gather the latest data that happened over the weekend Right. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, some of us are definitely like just pinned, yeah. you know? Yeah. We've had to like pivot on stuff because newsstand obviously is affected. And right. how is that, you know, and Tread specifically has high newsstand sales. I mean, we're kind of evenly spread, but that's, you know, it, it'll impact us. So it's sure. like, what, what do we do now? Which is, you know, push more subscriptions, but, you know, at least give other opportunities for people yeah. to still get the reading material if they want it. 
Dude, we've uh, we've put together like I think I did five collaborations during this time with other brands. Um, a massive giveaway uh, that's currently in progress, and then we're about to start another one next week. Actually, by the time this episode comes out, uh, wait, this comes out on Monday. Mon- this Monday, yeah. So the following day, Tuesday. Uh, so tomorrow, if you're listening to this on uh, Monday, the <laughs> what is it, the 18th? Um, be on the lookout at Casey's website uh, or online on on our Instagram tomorrow, um, because we'll be releasing a really cool giveaway tomorrow as well. So it's like we've got multiple things and multiple like angles like going out, and it's like you either do that or you just might as well like uh, fire yourself right now. With yeah, how, with I like the IG lives; those are fun. Those yeah, are cool, right? Yeah, you can watch yeah those have been fun. Yeah. yeah, those have been jump fun. In. Yeah. I've jumped into two. Well, three, because Yolo and Yeti did two. But. Yeah. Yeah. No, they've been good. Oh, it's Frank's. <laughs> I was like, That's what was right. the other one? Oh, it's Frank's. <laughs> That's right. You did jump if I know one. about it, then I jump in. But if I don't <laughs> see it, then. I mean, look, when, when we're doing them, I mean, you're getting like 50, 40, 30 people at a time. It's not a huge number, but if it's anybody. Still yeah, if anybody comes on, they realize, oh, Casey's still in it. Like they're still doing it. And it's such a great time right now to just appreciate the people that like, you know, make the community the community it is. Right. Yeah. So it's like, we're not doing anything else. Like we're not doing events. We might as well do this. You Take know? advantage of the fact that these people are available. Right? right. Because they're not adventuring. They're not out, you know, off the grid for weeks at a time. Like Yeti and Yolo often do. Yeah. Right. Like they're actually available in a place that has Wi-Fi. Right. And you can, you can get a hold of them for a couple hours. Right. Like that's. That's de- that was definitely a, a clutch move to make to get a, all these different people that are normally like difficult to schedule. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not gonna say I started this, but <laughs> but for like t- doing it for two and a half months and just recently starting to see a lot more companies start to do it. Right. Yeah. I'm like, you guys are kind of behind the curve. Like, we're almost <laughs> out of lockdown, right? Like, yeah. Or knock on wood somewhere. Like, we're almost out of lockdown. Right. And it's like you're just now starting. Okay. Well, I mean, good good that you're doing it, but you know. You should have been doing it a lot earlier, you know. So I think that's true. Is the one the ones who adapted quick, and you know made lemonade, right? right? Like I think they're the ones that are gonna gonna get some reward. The rest, I think everybody else is kind of just hanging on by the by their toenails and just hoping they can ride it out. But I mean, it's I I think that's that's the way that, that's gonna be the way it is from now on. I think it's just gonna be adapt or or become irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right, and that's that's tough. That's tough to do. Evolution, man. Yeah, evolution. It's easier said than done. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Believe you me. So, Kelly, how long ago did Tread start? First issue came out, I believe, at the end of 2015. Okay. So then it came out four times in 2016, and then it came out as it is now bi monthly in 2017 and beyond. So even in present. 17, Overlanding was still kind of growing. It was. It was kind of hitting its upslope, right? Were you guys doing a lot of crawling? Well, so I think, looking back at the issues, because I wasn't on the title then, um, it started with Jeeps predominantly. And then as I think towards the middle of 2016 into 2017 is kind of when that overlanding. The shift started. Yeah, that overlanding came into alleys into tread. Um, You know, because I don't know. I watched the history of overland expo this morning mm-hmm. oh yeah, oh, that's yeah. Right. i'm trying to remember uh what was the date when they sure. said this but i'm trying to remember when they said like overland journal and stuff but i mean it's it, i think it generally speaking 
was kind of before that. I think we felt down here, you know, in Southern California, we started really feeling it, I think, around that time. Yeah. I mean, I would say it's about the last, like, three years solid. Yeah. Like, it's been really, like, Yeah, I mean, I like, think 2016 true. was probably when we started really feeling it. Yeah. Yeah. We're seeing stuff. And if you're going to see it anywhere or any kind of car culture actually take root, Southern California is obviously usually the place. Yeah. For just about any car culture. Yes. Like, it's kind of... It's it's such a car culture in general mm-hmm. that when when the swing happens here, it happens hard. Yeah, like, it's, it's swinging like, out. It's millions of people <laughs> swinging at once, right? Just like yes. it happens quick, right? Whether it's tuners, rods, hot rods, you know, trucks, whatever, right? Like when that pendulum finally gets going, like it's it's taking tons of people with it and tons of people with visibility. That's that's just Southern California, right? You know, I was watching this um, other documentary on. Uh, like the LA kind of scene and like art scene and all that kind of stuff. And they were talking about how lowriders are like going big right now in Japan. Oh yeah. Like oh, yeah. it's because like they've it's appropriated a- the culture. Yes. And there's these guys um, that are like super famous in LA. One's a tattoo, tattoo artist. One's a, um, a photographer. Estevan Oriol and, and yeah. uh, Mr. Cartier. Yep, Mr. Yeah. Car- yeah. They're, they're best friends. Cartier. They have a yeah. really cool, um, there's a really cool, um, like biography on them right now yep. uh-huh. on uh, I think it's on Netflix. Yep. And I was I think I saw that. Yeah, it's really cool and like they're straight up Japanese cholos. Like legit dressed well, up. Japanese Elvis. Like, yeah. Makes sense. Oh yeah. Like yeah. these <laughs> kids like they they're all about it. They say we love that we love the look and they've got low riders. They've got like these our, old our art director. He started at low rider when no he was low rider and then he's gone with low rider into prime media and traveled yeah. all the way through until That's so cool. They he lost his print magazine gig that's but not so cool no no but i is mean Low he was that company for like 26 years but Lowrider's not around anymore is it no no i thought okay. so it was a couple years ago yeah. yeah i remember that one i remember how how like there was an entire like and that culture so it's a culture it really like is it, that is if anything is a car culture that is ingrained in southern california like that was born and bred here yes of of a not just of a car culture but like a blending of cultures right like plural car culture like you know american culture hispanic culture that became chicano culture that became like this whole like crazy melting pot that spit out lowriders yeah and it was just and then lowriders for a while were just strictly in that genre and then they became the same thing right they became this thing that was no longer owned by southeast san diego or southeast la mm-hmm. right they became this like national global phenomenon and then now it's just a thing like it's the japanese thing trips me out it though. does right like, like it's there's nothing there's something they do the makeup like the the lolita 100%. style like whatever like, like yeah. yeah when i first saw the japanese kids straight chola out palmade slick back hair cholos and cholas like straight <laughs> up straight up looking like a vato i was like whoa <laughs> trip out to see I've been asked if I'm Mexican before really? it makes sense yeah <laughs> it, it could work it works hey it works I mean I, I've yeah I've been mistaken for I don't know all kinds of Filipino mm-hmm. like someone asked me if I was Greek once and I was like I don't know mistaken for other people yeah, yeah. Greek I know Frank's right? just mistaken Weird. for things yeah. right, in general <laughs> I had I had like a handful of people when they found out when they heard me um, not the cholo I was speaking <laughs> Spanish to my mom on the phone and they were like dude you're Mexican <laughs> I thought you were white. And I was like, why would you ever? I'm, dude, I'm brown. Literally, <laughs> literally brown. You but you speak sun. English so well. You're more tan, apparently. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I'm literally brown. <laughs> but you're so well spoken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. How many brothers and sisters did you have? Yeah. Right. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But no, seeing, seeing like lowriders in Japan just 
tripped me out. And the but also in Japan, four by fours are like a big thing over there. Yeah. I see FJs that get built out there that look insane. Yeah, they're coming up. I haven't seen anything. But they but... have nowhere to go. Like you right. can't off road in Japan, and yet they're like a big thing. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, it's crazy. Anything car related is big in Japan. Yes, flat out. Well, they yeah, have like those right. vans where they take like the old vans and then they go. Oh like, yeah. Dr- like drift them essentially, Wait, so they're oh, drifting dude. the and vans. They light them up like crazy oh, too, wild. like Christmas lights, like almost like just oh, neon I everywhere. To, I have to see this, dude. You got the Bozozoku kind of like lifestyle. You've got you know. You've got the van life guys. You've got the guys with these like rigs, these little mini rigs. They're not full size rigs. They're like mini rigs because the rigs in Jap- Japan are much smaller than they are in the smaller, U.S. Right? Everything, yeah. yeah, compact. <laughs> yeah, and uh, but they they're like lit up like nuts. And then yeah, you got the drifters and Whoa. like dude, there's anything and everything car related is in Japan. And yeah, the I got asked by so there's this photographer. I think it's T Kikuchi. Kikuchi. Oh, is this the guy that was down here? That wanted to shoot over. We were at Gamecraft. Yeah, so he was. He's friends with Rebel. Okay, Rebel Off Road. He came and did something with Bond while I was there getting my rip installed, and he even asked me if I wanted to get featured in their magazine. And I've got a little grudge against all the Japanese car stuff after my D1 Grand Prix experiences. <laughs> so I kind of, I kind of, I'm like, I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> I, I was like really difficult. You probably and, broke his heart, man. And, he you know, <laughs> and the reality yeah. is, is just it was it was not him. It was me. Yeah, uh, but anyways, long, beef. long story short, he's like, we want to feature your Jeep in the magazine. I'm like, is that a cover? They're like, no. I'm like, no. Is it a cover? Oh, I was like, no. Yes, yeah. no. seriously. No, I was like, because it was my it was my like passive aggressive way of like Calm getting down, back. Mariah Carey. Uh, yeah. getting, <laughs> getting back at the everything I got put through. Dude, you go you go work for a Japanese company for like five plus years and see how you feel about everything editorial and whatnot. So I was working for D's D's club, which is one of the biggest like option magazine in Japan, which is one of the most OG magazines in in the import world period. Like people would be like smuggling in option magazines here to the U S. Oh wow. And so I was working for D's club and then they also happened to run the D one grand prix, which is like the biggest, at the time, back in 2003, four was like the largest drift organization in the world because uh, it all started in Japan. And, uh, dude, I got put I through. I saw the, Tokyo Drift. I dude, know. I got put through the grinder. <laughs> put through the freaking grinder. I know who Ken Gucci is. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Ken, Ken Gucci, yeah. There's my, there's my plug. <laughs> uh, and so now it's like, you know, I, I've got this. Got this animosity almost towards like all things. Yeah, like, let go of that. Yeah, I got like negative emotion. Yeah, I know. What's the point? I know. I know. It's not even worth it. I know. So, anyways, carry that around, man. I, you know, this was like, like a- T Swift. Watch your documentary and just start shaking things off. Shake it off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't uh, wait to see Ali watch a T Swift yeah. documentary. By the way, not, not <laughs> my sons be like, Dad, what are you What's watching? Right? No, not his sons. Ashley, yeah. Yeah. what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> Where are you going with this? Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, so not my not my proudest moment, but um, but yeah, he's actually a really cool photographer. He he shoots a lot of lowriders. Oh, really? This guy, yeah. That's I what I want to do. Yeah. Like as of recently, over the last like six months, I I struggle to find it in Orange County um, because I grew up in San Diego, and in San Diego, that's easy to find. I know exactly where to go. Where'd I wanna, you grow up? I grew up in Bonita, like in in South Bay. South Bay. Okay. By Chula Vista. Okay, okay, okay. So I'm like, San Diego State. That's why oh, I okay. Asked. That's right. I went to San Diego State too. Yeah. And so Cheers. like yep. <laughs> fellow Aztec. Mm-hmm. And I know that if I want to find a ton of low riders, I just need to go to Highland on a Friday night 
and I probably know someone who right? knows a bunch. That's yeah, cool. exactly. You go to Highland, you can see a bunch of lowriders, get some rad photography, and come home. And so, no, even around here. Well, here? not in Orange County. I was going to say, Orange County is weird. Well, Santa Ana's because... got to have some spots. Right? Well, Santana. Yeah. yeah. Oh. There's probably a few tucked away in That still counts yes. as Orange County. Yeah, it does. Oh, for sure. Oh, absolutely. It, it's actually, yeah, it's dead center. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but I feel like it's not as. That's the part that's kind of weird to me about Orange County is that it's so kind of like sterilized in a way that all of these, we are po- the these pockets. the epitome of gentrification. I yeah, think. but yeah. yeah and, and these cultures are very like in their own little zones. It's very pocketed that way, right? Like it's, there's not a lot of like intermingling, I feel hmm. like. Like you don't see a lot of the, of the, of the Santa Ana influence making it out of Santa Ana. Right. right or the orange or Tustin or vice you know whatever all these little beach, yeah. yeah like they they kind of stay in our bubbles yeah I definitely stay in my bubble exactly exactly the one, it's like, a big, big bubble yeah whereas yeah. like cities like L A San Diego there's there They're tends to be more around. of a collision of cultures commingling right? yeah yeah exactly so but yeah let's uh, let's talk. And you, uh, you can you can photograph some yeah, lowriders. You can point me in the right direction. We'll do. We'll do. Yeah. We'll find you some lowriders, Frank. Next thing you know, the FJ will be for sale. I'll be picking up a sweet six six. Bye, Frank. He's a, I got <laughs> an Impala. <laughs> Kelly, uh, Ali, a spot's gonna a, a spot's gonna open up on uh, Rick for dirt. <laughs> I have a pitch for a new podcast. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, orale. Lowered for asphalt. <laughs> Lowered for asphalt. <laughs> Rigged to slide. <laughs> Scraping the dirt. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Low and slow. Low and so, slow. There you go. Didn't you just wrap up an issue? I am. Right now, I'm shipping one right now. Okay. Tuesday. I go How was, to the how's that been? Tuesday. What's that like? Yeah, what's the um, life of an, of an editor? Yeah. I'm a horrible procrastinator. I'll put that on a record. So I <laughs> fix it because I need to. Um, and the worst part, I think, is because I know the back end from doing it for so many years that I'm like, oh, I'll be fine. I will say, like, I had a, we had a sweet team before. Like, we can hammer an issue out so fast. Yeah. And so... and. I've been needing to try to build a team up because we had some things shift around with it. It's not like I, yeah, it's not like I, I came on board and everyone else was still there. A lot of change happened all at once. Right. So trying to find a good fit and I think I got good people in, but man, I'm realizing too, like I'm anal. I like care way too much about things (laughs) and it's great, but at the same time, it, because of my experience, but like little little things that I probably need to let go of. But well, I'm like, I was gonna oh. say, like, is it is it being anal l- or is it experience? Is well, it you saying, look, I know this works? Yeah, I mean, it's knowing what's what your definition of good is and wanting it to be at that bar. Yes, right. Yeah. Yes, I feel you. exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean, I will always be picky about photography because that's kind of what sold the book forever. Not sold it, but like that's it's a huge what's part. Helped, yeah. yeah, that's 100%. what's really taken it far. Um, you know, every now and then things have to squeak by, but it bothers me. Believe you me, it bothers me. Um, and I don't know, just other things like taking on new designers and things like that. You know, I, I want to maintain certain looks and stuff. So yeah. trying to find a good fit, but then I feel bad, you know, it, it's still art. I want them to be able to have their own say Some in the way things look. Right? Yeah. So finding a balance there is kind of my current challenge, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I've got good people and people that I've worked with in my past so you know we get along well and communication's very easy which is nice on that end on the print side of things but it's you know it gets into a crunch time but when you've done it so long you kind of go okay well I know this you're used to it it's not surprising yeah last issue the one with AJ on the cover photo runner on the cover that one 
That was a bitchin' shot, by the way. Yeah, that's a that great was shot. A, yeah. a labor of love. Oh, really? How so? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I just I dragged my feet a little too much on some things, and then mm. I also made some last minute decisions because I was like, "Oh, it's so awesome, and I want to make it more awesome." Okay. And so I like made some last minute choices, um, but I don't. I'm very happy with the way it yeah. came out. Like I think yeah. it it's epic. Love it. I mean, even it's like really... like I said, that front cover. Like, if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's absolutely oh, just yeah. that that rooster tail behind his truck. And yeah, yeah. I picking a cover was difficult. A lot but... of good shots, or what? Because he's an amazing photographer. Yeah, right? yeah he is. Oh he's, yeah, yeah, no, he's fantastic. But just you know, my options that I had, and it was kind of like, oh, who do I pick? But that shot was just so epic. How could you know for a cover? I had like that's just yeah. You have it just to screams. do that. This is awesome. Now, did he shoot some of the shots in there? Like he. Well, his features his, all okay. his photography. He shot Taco Dust. So he shot Jason's truck okay. issue before that. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Because we've been, yeah. So that one, it was we were in discussions about that. And I was like, oh, Jason's like, I want AJ to shoot my truck. Sick. Finally, I'm like, all right, fine. Fine. <laughs> I'll make it happen. We actually just, we had just interviewed Jason prior to him getting that. That's right. That was just before. Truck, yeah. That's right. Yeah. He didn't have the truck yet, did he? I don't know, cause he he had the Tacoma. No, you're right, cause he was us. talking about big things changing. He was it, like, yeah. yeah, he's like, there's something coming, there's something coming. He kept on teasing. I think him. that was it. And well, cause gotta... I did AJ's workshop to Death Valley, and Jason pulled up in the truck, and he had like just gotten it, and okay. he like just washed yeah. it. So that was, gosh, December. I Those say. things were sick. Yeah. But... So then, yeah, that would have been before we did ours, like in November or yeah. like early December. I think it was when we did that episode. I don't hate my Jeep though. No. I love yeah. seeing those guys with those full-size Yeah, I was like, all the full-size. Oh, there's a lot of people shifting to full-size. There is, yeah. but you know what? I have I love my FJ. Like, yeah. I have zero intention of, of yeah. selling the FJ. You're, you're, this is kind of like what, as I think beyond the RAV4, yeah. what I would want to do and where I'd want to go. I want something that's going to have the capability to kind of do a little bit of everything. Right. Sure. You know? And, like, you guys don't. I mean, even thinking about my aunt's FJ, I'm like, Stock, it's capable. Oh, totally. I've said that thing before. almost stock for like yeah. a year, right? And yeah, I've heard absolutely. you say that. I'm like, it'll but you're be not fine. going off. You're not going crawling and stuff. Like you're just trying to get out to go hang with everyone and have a good right. time. Yeah. I yeah. mean, need... maybe one day. You never sure. know. <laughs> yeah. You never know. But not right now. Just no, promise right us that we'll be there when that day happens. Okay. Be, that sounds like a blast. <laughs> I don't know. I'm one of those like, all right, let's see what happens, people. Let's see what so happens. <laughs> let's see what it could get up. He's telling me I can do it. I guess I can do it. Chocolate yeah. Valley, okay. Why not? I'm, I'm on my way. Let's see what happens. Where are we going? Chuck chocolate what? Okay. Yeah. Anyways, well, yeah, I think the I think the conversation around letting go was a good one. I think that's uh that's a good takeaway for anyone listening right now where it's like whether whether it's a Japanese magazine asking to do a feature on your rig, <laughs> or or being super anal because you have standards, right? Um, yes, you know, Compromise. or this whole COVID thing kind of getting under your skin. Like, yeah, it's just yeah. gotta let some shit you go. Gotta let some things go and realize that not everything is under your control, and those are the things that you should spend the least time worrying about. Yes, you can only control what you can control. Exactly. Exactly. That is so very important. When you start getting into the business, like. I, I saw, I was flipping through Facebook and one of my friends commented, he's like, I've spent hours trying to educate people on Facebook about whatever, insert, yeah. insert political or- Not health. educate, but force them to right. believe me. And I go, look, mistake number one is that you're dedicating hours to this. <laughs> yes. I go, don't. You're never going to win. Stop trying. Move on. You, live your life, man. Like, 
Just don't. You're not going to change. No one's opinion or yeah. or thought process on Facebook has ever been changed by a comment ever, and especially not your clever meme, ever. <laughs> Stop it. Just be productive in life, and that ain't it. I just can't believe how much effort people put into trying to like I just change stopped. everybody's mind 100% yeah. their direction. It's like, let's all meet in the middle, goddammit. Yeah. Like, let, yeah, let go of your hardline approach and maybe try to find a common ground to where, you know, Whole, like trying to trying to force somebody out of quicksand ain't going to work so well. You have to yeah. like ease them out of it, right? Yes. If, even like, and that's saying that they're in quicksand. Like they might not be. You might be the one, right? Like stuck, but right. but it's like you'll never get anywhere if you're just trying to yank them out. You'll probably rip their arm out. Yeah, but right. easily like slowly bringing them out, slowly kind of working through whatever the situation is. That's when something can come around. Like it's like crawling, right? You're yeah. not gonna you're gonna break something if you really like just step on the skinny pedal and go for it. Granted, sometimes you you do get out and it's epic and awesome and you end up on YouTube. Um, but sometimes, like you know, you're just gonna break your axle and be that asshole that now everyone has to wait um, and uh, and rally around to to get you off the trail. Um, like my my mantra for that. Actually, I learned this at San Diego State. Um, in one of my sociology classes, but way back when, and it stuck with me ever since. And it was this phrase um, that the professor said, and he says, the more you resist, the more it will persist. Yeah. Yeah. And it's true. Like the harder you push, the harder it's going to push back. It's yep. like my six-year-old. And that's, that there is, that's just not the way to attack things. Yeah. No. Right. And that's like, that is all of this in a nutshell. Yeah. Like the harder you resist, the more it will persist and just just walk away the more common ground you can find damn yeah. I mean, how much better would life be honestly yeah yeah i'm so sick of like you get trump supporters you get anti-trump supporters you get like you know pro stay-at-home covid guys like hardcore like haven't left the house in like three months where it's like hey you are allowed to like step outside and take a walk dude or to the guy who's like fuck this it doesn't exist it's like just, no it's real just come <laughs> yeah come in the middle come in the exactly. middle and like relax don't take advantage. Don't go overboard. Like, you know, find your common ground. Like, let go of some of your hardline, you know, thoughts and, and feelings. And well, and find a place that's comfortable for you, <clears throat> considering. But that's relative your too, right? Situation, right? right? Yeah. So if you've got, you know, yeah, some kind of health just issue, remember, then take that into consideration. Just remember that online, then. everyone is a health scholar, a constitutional scholar, sure. a political scholar, <laughs> and insert whatever else you're talking about. So expert, expert. Yeah, yes, exactly. So just remember that you're you are going up against a world of experts that is already a losing battle. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like our approach, like even with our podcast, is kind of like yeah. not the typical one where you get a lot of ratings or get a lot of because we're not trying to sensationalize anything. Nah. And we're not trying to like force people trying to keep it real. Our opinion, you yeah. know, we're just like we have an opinion, but so do you. And that's cool. Yep. Yeah, we're all we're all about it. Like, That's kind of the way it should be, right? I, I don't ever want to. I think wanna... it's good to have an. I my favorite. So being, I live by myself. I'm, I got my dog. Yeah. But being, vicious, you know, for dog. the month or two months now that we've kind of been quarantined, and I'm like, I just need like a real conversation, right? like something deeper. <laughs> and I love having conversations of someone who has a differing opinion than me because I want to hear your side. Like, I want to know what you have to say and we can talk about it and flush it out. And I don't need to agree with you and you need to agree with me, but right. it's a great conversation. It's interesting. Especially you if you can like get under the top, under the surface, right? And you can like find out not so much what they believe in, but like 
the backstory as to why. Yeah. Because I'm a why person. Yeah. Though. Everything why does that is happen? rooted does in happen? some life experience or yes. some like totally. impactful moment that caused them to deviate on this path that is different from yours. Right. Right. Totally. And like that's, that's, that's such a good point. And dude. that's where that understanding yeah. come, I think will develop from, you know, I mean, that, I don't actively seek out like contentious conversations where like racist, misogynist, right. like, well, no. you know, I'm not looking for those. If I ever fall into one by accident, like I might talk some things through until it gets to the point where I'm like, all right, dude, peace. Um, <laughs> or, or okay, chick, whatever. Um, but for the most part, it's like, yeah, I'm always down for a healthy, like, debate but i'm so uninterested in like really having to like battle it out yeah like, but it's not proving your point it's just explaining unless it's fake me it's different unless it's fake <laughs> me <laughs> you put a beyond burger in front of me and we're gonna go to blows we're gonna, we're gonna go to we're gonna go <laughs> i just discovered a company uh, called notco what? you want to really get your mind blown check out notco notco yeah not company okay everything they make is not meat but it's meat. So like, um, and, and, and dairy. So they have not milk, not chicken, not beef, but it's not made out of, right. Okay. Okay. It's like beyond. It's it's like beyond, but their approach, their approach is, um, is purely like AI driven and machine learning driven for the, um, for the ingredients. And so what they do is they punch in like, let's say they want mayo, for example. Right. Um, these guys are, I think they're Chilean. They're, they're South American, this company. And so, like, they wanted to go after something easy that, but culturally relevant, right? And something like mayo, like, the flavor is one thing, but also texture. Yes. Also color, right? Like, all of that plays a huge role in your experience of mayonnaise. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? And so, they were trying to make a non-dairy version, right? And so, they they came up with it and they found it's out. Eggs and like, oil, though, isn't mm-hmm. it? Sorry. Yeah. Eggs whatever. And oil, whatever. Dairy. Okay. dairy. Yeah. And so... <laughs> Eggs or dairy? Eggs. <laughs> <laughs> They're in the dairy section. <laughs> um, okay. Am I, am I wrong? Well, chicken. You can't milk a chicken, but whatever. Literally, we say like, dairy uh, be milk, but I think, I think eggs are, are right? considered. Yeah, I think is eggs it like fall in into dairy. the dairy section? Yeah. yeah. Huh. I never, I never made that connection. I always thought dairy was like the- milk cows. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I could be wrong. I probably am I don't wrong. know. Maybe you're right. Uh, you're often right. No. I am <laughs> Often that. is not always, though. For sure. I'll, I'll, I'm I used to that. that. Um, and so, anyways, but the, the point is, um, is that they found out because their 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 backstory with the AI machine and, and machine learning and using AI specifically is that it's very difficult for a person to catalog and envision more than five ingredients being moved, being put together. And kind of see okay. the texture and flavor. Oh, and how it's all going to interact with exactly. each other. Exactly. And so, and so, what they like how do, do you replace is, an egg? Exactly. And yeah. so, what this thing does is it's replacing mm. it on a molecular level, and it's looking for all of the very unique profiles that make up different foods. And it found that if you heat cabbage to a certain de- temperature, it turns it into this kind of like mush, uh-huh. and then that also inherently changes the molecular profile of it. And now it can be used as a substitute for the, for, the sub, for the substance of the egg. Exactly. Interesting. And so they also found they could make milk out of it. So they took this world-renowned chef who has never, like, used this stuff, and he was tasting milk, and he was tasting... This guy is, like, literally 
one of the top five like chefs super in the world. Palette? Yes, yeah. super palate. And he said it was some of the most amazing stuff he's ever tasted. What's wow. this called? Not not Co. Not Co. Yeah. All right, you just gave huh. him a big plug. We would like a check, please. <laughs> right. <laughs> Anyways, check it out. It's actually super interesting. And you know, again, regardless of how I feel about me, because I love me some bacon. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong. Right. Um, I'm just saying, like, you know, open mind. Yeah. Is Beyond Meat soy based? Um, I don't know. Because I'm okay with the cabbage. I will eat the, replace the meat with vegetables. Yeah, so it's all plant-based. Obviously. It is plant-based, but it's not like, Beyond Meat's secret is, um, I think, (laughs) is part soy, but it's also like the the mixture of the ingredients. That's what everyone's kind of secret sauce is, right? Is how they mix different plant-based ingredients. Okay. To get the texture, to get the color, to get the flavor profile. It's like right. garden burgers used to just be like a bunch of stuff in your mouth that you were like, yeah, and they were up. using black beans for yeah. a while, yeah. and that didn't so work. Bad. That was like yeah. terrible. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. I do love Morningstar breakfast sausage patties, though. I don't what are those? Know. Are those like non meat? It's not meat, it's, veg- it's oh, really? vegetarian. Really? Yeah, but I don't know why. I love them. They're so good. Wow. So good. Yeah, you know what? That's I, the need, one, like, I need to go eat one of those Beyond Burgers and just have. Uh, one-on-one connection with that damn thing and so then i can come back and we'll have a you need episode. to have someone slip you one and then you can tell and, right. and see if you can tell the difference oh there you go yeah i'm a meat eater so the whole beyond meat thing yeah. i don't like it either they Thank took you. away the turkey tacos at del taco for beyond meat ones i was not happy about that no, not the same I'm a huh? meat eater. no yeah. well i didn't i'm not i didn't have i've been a meat meat eater my entire life and i tried a beyond burger at carl's jr and mm-hmm. you were sold the western yeah. burger mm-hmm. and i was like Oh dang! You put enough barbecue sauce though on anything, I was like, and it's good. Oh, taste. Some onion rings and yeah. barbecue sauce. Oh, <laughs> That's all you really taste. taste. It was stupid good. Really? It was stupid good. Like I was just like, this I'll is, try it once. I I'll could, try it once. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I should try it once. You should. So I can, you should try it once. I'm not saying commit your life change to this, but you should try it. Well, the rumor has it that's what's going to take over, right? It will. I think eventually humanity. Like I do think that we're we're going to have. Is it the to. methane gas from the cows affecting everything? Think, so there was another statistic. Uh, same show actually same program um that said that um so like we require a certain amount of land to feed people yes right but let's just but the but the ratio to feed animals to create protein is three to one yeah so like the amount of like land that we need to create the grain to feed the cows is three times what you would make for people Okay. It takes more energy to make that energy. It takes more energy to make that energy. Exactly. You might as well just eat the stuff we're feeding the cows. Exactly. The That's no seriously. That is literally yeah. the argument. Yeah. Right. And so they're saying, look, what's the real reason that we're eating the meat? It's because it tastes freaking good. It tastes amazing. It tastes amazing. Yes. Right. So that's the reason why they're trying to make these things taste like meat, and it's sustainable. Yeah. Right. Because right. if you you can literally scale back the amount of land, the amount of water is the other big thing. Right. Is you're taking two of our most precious resources right to create something that is not really that doesn't really have a huge health benefit like when we consume a ton of meat cholesterol goes right. up gout. blood pressure grows up yeah. gout, gout like all this different stuff right and so like yes we're we're omnivores but we're not but we're eating it in such like a massive scale right it doesn't have to be every day exactly sure. and that's the argument right and so that's kind of like where they're coming from is they're like how can we kind hmm. of shift not just because um i think it's, it's a lot like covid in the lockdown Right. If we don't do something, we're gonna have to stop cold turkey. Right. Yeah. If we do something, maybe we can enjoy meat for the foreseeable future. I think as these as these you know newer technologies come into play, like Notco, I'm sure, like with their right. AI based, or you know, if you got companies like Beyond Burger doing better than what Garden Burger did, um, and slowly having these start to like come into like the normal menus, like 
they are right now, it'll be that gradual shift you're talking totally. about. Instead of going cold turkey and people hating it and you exactly know, protesting outside of some building or, or whatever those <laughs> idiots do. Yeah, if the day so ever comes when my doctor says, dude, you've got to cut off the red meat, I would much rather have a delicious alternative than not. Yeah. Right. That's that. At the end of the day, that's my point. Then going to yeah. that really weird section of the grocery store exactly. where like everything's soy based, <laughs> it's and it's you just, and like, all the other old nasty. people. And it's all, it all looks. But gross. that's not good for you. Like they already doctor made you be here too, huh? <laughs> <laughs> they proven the soy's bad, so that's why I ask. I'm like, yeah. Uh, what is yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Well, on that note, I think we yeah. have our social message for the for the episode. We covered a lot of ground. We actually. covered a lot of ground. Yeah. Wow. That's what I like doing podcasts with friends because then you're just like hanging out. You're just having a conversation, bullshit. right? Yeah. You're just you go full circle. Hopefully right? we, let, we hopefully some, we killed some, some zigs and zags. Yeah. Oh yeah, the zigzags are our our calling card. Um, hopefully we uh, killed some time for some of you guys, and hopefully by now you guys are starting to get out there too and going on yeah. some of these trails that have opened up. I mean, a yeah. lot. A lot of the campsites up in Big Bear have been officially opened up. Like, um, sweet, I'm going this week. It's yeah. Time, yeah, it's time to it's time to it's go, time. right? And hopefully, people do it responsibly, respectfully, and you know, pick up after yourselves, please, yes. so that you don't ruin it for the rest of us. Pack here. in, pack out. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be a minute before I get to go out because uh, you know we're packing right now. We're in the middle of a move, and it's like a garbage time to move. But here we are. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, on that note, um, pay some bills. Yeah. So, as usual, we, we usually started off with uh, Casey, who's uh, supported everything we've done so far, both with the podcast as well as our Los Angeles meetups. And uh, it's just been a great relationship and a good time. Yeah, it's been great. They've been always, always seen the vision from the beginning. And, um, you know, we both have been rocking Casey. I've been rocking Casey even before I was, we, were, we were doing this. You know, which is rocking Casey before I work for him. Yeah, so, yeah. exactly. Yep. So, um, oh, and we still have the code. Yeah, right, dude. We've we've forgotten that one a couple <laughs> times, but yeah, RFDKC. Yep, RFDKC. So definitely check that out. Um, also check out uh, what's going on with the. Um, why it just totally just slipped the. What's that? The, the collection for the sleeping gear and the tent oh stuff. dude gear forward yes buddy. gear forward wow dude I still have my pile actually my pile is now in that storage pod and so I probably won't be able to bring it until we pull everything out yep. dude it just got really noisy didn't it, it did just get really yeah. noisy sorry guys it's good, good thing we're good yeah. thing we're wrapping up yeah. um, anyways and then uh, and then yeah and then I'm, I'm hoping well we will get to you too don't worry <laughs> tread magazine um, I'm hoping we're gonna do San Diego soon yep and oh yes, I'm excited for that. I'm, I'm, I would I'm come thinking down. June might be the month that June we might start be to it. kick everything back let's, into gear. Again. Yeah, let's see what happens. I mean, there's still restrictions on gatherings, right? Yep. Um, we may be doing an Inland Empire one now too. Now that I'm moving out there, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna come hang out with all you guys um, who live out in the Inland Empire, and uh, and then yeah, Tread Magazine has always yes. been a good friend. What's that? Always. I said yes. Yes. Um, and right now, like, what's a? Uh, do you guys have any promos? Anything going on right now with Tread Magazine? As far as subscriptions go, there's always a deal every month. Yeah. Um, they change. just depends. Digital and print. Okay. So depending on what your preference is. Um, yeah. I any mean, any major uh, retailers that carry Tread? I mean... Um, as f- Barnes & Noble usually does. And I picked up my last copy in Vaughn's. So okay. Kroger's. Kroger's. You know, your, your Ralph's and Kroger's grocery stores do. Cool. Um for the most part, yeah, yeah. Tread's probably one of the more one of the better distributed ones, I think, for print. Anything uh, we should be looking forward to for the next issue? So my next issue, well, breathing the like element of the 
community lifestyle. So I, I theme this next issue like to family stuff. Cool. Just because that's an element that I think is important, and we see a lot of that more than we realize. Especially right so. now, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and timing it just kind of worked out that way. So cool. I'm kind of excited about it. It'll be cool. Something different, awesome. but interesting. Well, you know, we always say we like to bring the adventure to you, and that's the adventure noise of the street cleaner the street in the cleaner parking lot. In the parking lot. This is so sad. It up. This is so, so sad. We're going to let the street sweeper play us out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm Ollie. I'm Frank. You can find me at Kate the Jeep. And you can find me at Trucky McTruckface, and you can find us at rigfordirt.com. And our guest today? I'm Kelly Nomura. <laughs> and give uh, Tread Magazine a follow. Yeah, we're uh, at Tread underscore magazine, Instagram, treadmagazine.com. Cool. Thanks for being with us, Kelly. Oh, you're welcome. It. Thanks yeah, for having me. It was fun. Thanks for having me. <laughs>